The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Decision Alberta on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Oh, we want to start with that Decision Alberta coverage and the topic today, a closer look at that urban-rural divide and specifically how the farming community perceives it. This morning, Ryan, on Ryan's show, you heard from a number of mayors from rural communities across the province. You'll hear from some of them this afternoon. But right now, happy to welcome Doug Scott, the Alberta Director and member of uh, the National Executive of the National Farmers Union. Hi, Doug. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jaylen. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Tell us about the National Farmers Union, will you? Oh, there's <laughs> um, lots to tell about the National Farmers Union, uh, but it, um, it's really the only uh, federally mandated um, farm organization in Canada. It was created uh, with an amalgamation of uh, several different um, uh, farmers unions in, in, in uh, the prairies and across Canada. And so we have membership that stretches from Prince Edward Island to um, to Vancouver Island. Um, we've got um, several thousand members, and um, and then there are farm family membership. So you know our membership is really quite high. Uh, we tend to uh, tend to focus on on issues that uh, of extreme importance to farmers. Um, we we uh, we're, we're we're totally membership funded and um, you know receive some grants, but otherwise uh, we accept uh, no corporate money. Mm. So it's a farmer voice. It's a farmer voice, and um, you know what, Doug, you've been farming. Your family's been farming uh, in this province for a very long time. Yeah, yes. yeah. Tell us about that. Well, our our family farm was homesteaded in 1908 um, um, in the. Um, Village uh, just outside of the village of uh, uh, Washatna uh, was uh, actually was named after the uh, Washatna Indians who camped on the banks of the North Saskatchewan for many many years. So, uh, I'm, uh, as I say, I'm a, a fourth generation uh, mm-hmm. farmer, and we're pretty much a grain farm at the present time. How uh, how tough has uh, or how good has has things been? Have things been for you and uh, the the farmers out in that area? Well, actually, you know what? Um, you know, given the the climate at the present time, it's actually quite worrisome for farmers. Um, um, you know, our margins are very, very tight, and then when we start to see, uh, um, you know, uh, see that we're caught up in political campaigns and, yeah. and disagreements throughout the world. You know, we have you know China. You know, uh, that's, with uh, canola, yeah. With our canola market, we've got we've got you know pulses uh, with India. India is not uh, importing any of our pulses. We've wow. got uh, Italy, you know, not taking any of our Durham. So there's just a just a lot of a um, lot of problems facing farmers. And of course, commodity prices are down. Have been down for quite. A quite a time you know uh sometimes i mean i i thank goodness for all of you folks who decide to uh, to care to to start farming or to carry on the family tradition and farm because i you know i i wonder sometimes why people would why anyone would want to get into farming these days given all the challenges doug well you know it's really i mean for anybody who really wants to start um you know kind of a commercial commercial farming and I mean, it's incredibly tough. Um, I mean, the high cost of land, uh, really, I, I would virtually say it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone would have to give you give you several millions and you would uh, you would be able to get rolling. So, you know, that's why you see so many uh, farms are generational farms. That's really the only way uh, you can manage. And, of course, the supply management industries have helped uh, Canadian agriculture in uh, 
you know, chickens, turkeys, um, eggs, milk, all of those have been uh, profitable uh, um, agricultural businesses for Canadian farmers. And really, we're thankful for, for those because they are they, they do help. Yeah, Doug Scott joining us this afternoon as we look at some of these uh, egg issues uh, facing the industry right now. And uh, in the perspective, uh, on, you know, federal level, obviously, and, and, and certainly a provincial level as we go into this. This, uh, or as we cast our ballots in just a few days, can I want to get to the provincial, um, you know, look at it in just a second. But on that federal side, you you, you talk about, you know, uh, the different countries around the world, you know, canola, um, uh, Durham, all that sort of stuff in, in certain con- countries, the, the problems that are, are being had there. Are you are you having relation? How would you describe the relationship that you have with, with the federal government and being able to tell them your concerns, have them listen to them and then do something about them oh that's a that's a real tough question i mean it's a good question but um it's a tough one um uh, really the the federal government has not come up with any kinds of ad hoc programs for for farmers for a number of years um ever since they've uh, kind of you know announced their ag stability program um and that uh, those programs have gone through a lot of modification over the years and really, at the, they're at the point right now where they they really don't help farmers much. Mm-hmm. When uh, when uh, you know the the margins were reduced from eighty five to seventy percent, that pretty much cut everybody out of ag stability. And the provincial insurance programs are um, are certainly they're very helpful, um, but there's so many different options mm-hmm. in regards to picking uh, provincial insurance that I often often akin it to being at a high-stakes game at a Vegas poker table, but it can make the difference of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in your farm income by just not picking the right wow. the right choices. Wow. So what, what do you need the federal government to do? What would be that big message right now? Oh, probably... Uh, uh, Probably let go of the Chinese executive that we're holding. Um, you know, I never thought that you know when, when Donald Trump was elected that he would have such an impact on yeah. you know have, have an impact on Canadian farmers. But you know, and it you know it's not just uh, canola; it's soy in the states, and um, it's uh, it's uh, we're dealing with you know canola was uh, was ten bucks a bushel twenty five years ago, mm-hmm. and that's where it is today. Wow. That's got to be frustrating. Yep. Yeah. It, uh, requires real sharp pencils. I mean, Doug, do you ever get to the point where you think, okay, you know, I've got to, I've got to do something else. I've got, I've got to, I've got to find something else, or maybe the next generation. You could never. You, you would never. You know, that's like taking a taking a, a fish out of water. Yeah. You know, farmers are a hardy. We're uh, we're sometimes difficult to describe, but there's a hardiness <laughs> in the about farmers that. Uh, that uh, it's it's really special and uh, it's something you're pretty much born into it. Um, it's it's hard to get out of. Uh, and a lot of farmers are forced out of out of farming just mm-hmm. through financial uh, financial matters. A couple of bad decisions and uh, it can put you right out of business. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as well as being on the national executive with the National Farmers Union, you're the Alberta director of the National mm-hmm. Farmers Union. So let's kind of, you know, focus in a little bit here on on the province uh, right now. Um, and I'm guessing a number of those issues uh, that we talked about uh, federally are also, um, you know, we can talk about uh, provincially as well. But what would you say on a province, on a provincially would be the big ones for you? Uh, what the province could actually do yeah. right now to um, to help us out as farmers, boy, 
it's a it, it's a tough one. Certainly, certainly, um, uh, getting rid of a lot of the uncertainty that currently exists in the political co- climate in regards mm-hmm. to you know the pipelines and so forth, and getting our getting our resources uh, to tide water is is incredibly important. Uh, you know, the 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 industries in 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 uh, Alberta are, are very interconnected, and often people don't think the farm community is connected to the. The oil community, but so many farmers over the years have had good uh, paying jobs in the in the oil industry, and it's enabled them to expand their farms and uh, and uh, do some really good things. And there's you know farmers over the years have collected a great deal of money through um, you know right away uh, construction mm-hmm. by pipelines, by having well jacks jacks on their property and so forth. So uh, you know I think that we've already we've gotten along well with the industry. Um, you know one big concern to us is. Orphan wells. Yes. Um, you yeah. know, nobody has, uh, no one, you know, you can have a plan, but no one's got the money to even tackle that. It's interesting when you when you talk about that, when I say, you know, one of the big issues on the provincial level, and you said, you know, pipelines, and I think, well, you know, what kind of impact, you know, how, how do those go hand in hand? But but uh, you're saying that, uh, yeah, that they are in, interconnected, and in in some tough times, some farmers have turned to to work in that industry to, to get by. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I think it's a, just a general wealth, a uh, feeling of well-being, you know, amongst uh, the residents of the of the province. And nobody likes to see uh, uh, any industry uh, that's uh, particularly hard hit, and where families are losing homes, and uh, yeah. you know, it um, it's got such such um, personal implications. For families. What what are what are your members telling you? What are you hearing from your from your members about um, the the concerns and about how tight things are for you folks right now? Well, there uh, certainly is the farm debt. I mean, uh, you know, we're in, in, in Canada, farmers carrying over you know over sixty billion dollars of um, of debt. Uh, the aging farm population, you know, and uh, that, that the you know the debt is increasing each year. I mean, there's farm situations, many farm situations uh, this spring where accounts haven't been paid. Uh, yeah. You know, from the, from the previous years, um, there's farmers getting by just by making interest payments on their operating loans and, and uh, farm loans. You know, we're trying to do what we can to get by, but it, uh, it's not rosy. Yeah, we, we keep hearing about uh, tight margins and certainly with, you know, small business and some of the impacts that some decisions have been made on small business, whether it's big business. And obviously, um, it's a tight margin business for you guys as well. Yeah, yeah, wow. it really is. And uh, when you don't see, when you can't see ahead that you can see things are are, are improving it uh, it can it can be tough do you think that um that um the folks in the urban areas um really care too much about the folks in the rural areas do you, do you really th- do, you, do you think that there's a big divide there uh you know what there's there is an incredible divide and, and it's not just uh, amongst uh, you know the the uh, the, the working folk, uh, folk you see it in 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 in, in in the legal community and in other other hmm. areas where uh, people who are, are you know um, considered to be highly successful <laughs> know very little about farming mm-hmm. and know very little about uh, you know where their food is actually coming from and uh, um, that's disturbing to me. 
Yeah, you know, I was lucky enough when I was a when I was a kid. I, I grew up in in southern Ontario for a while, and my, my parents' yep. best friends were dairy farmers, and so we spent yep. some time out on on the dairy farm, and you know, yep. milking cows and and all that sort of stuff. But you know, the time came too that uh, they had to give that up and went a different uh, a different way. And just I always thought I always thought it would be um, an amazing life to to work on a farm to um, to produce something in that way but you know what I, I'm not cut out for it I, I don't think I could work that hard yeah well, you know, <laughs> it's I, tough work I often, I often think the you know the talent and, and, and knowledge in, in, in the farm community is is, is, is so undervalued um, there's just such a lot of knowledge uh, uh, knowledge and, and, and talents within within the farm community it's 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 uh, a community that's probably uh, much better educated than than people would generally think and um, I sometimes think we just don't get, uh, we don't get credit for all the things that uh, we have to do in terms of negotiating, you know, farm loans and operating loans, and buying yeah. equipment and pricing grain and forward pricing and uh, you know, dealing with markets and rails, uh, you know, rail lines and shipping. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just a complex, it's a complex business and uh, um, it, it takes a long time to learn all the ropes. So, Doug, as uh, you know, we're a few days away from from this election. Are are you? Is is the union hearing anything um, from from the parties that make you believe that uh, they have a plan to address the concerns of our of our of our rural members? Uh, well, you know, if there is farming is a focus, uh, uh, you know, for in this election, uh, you know, I haven't heard much about it. No. Uh, Yeah, so if there was one thing that, um, Ian, maybe it's the, st- the stability that you, you just mentioned with whatever government or whatever party forms government next, what do you, what do you want them to know about um, the, the farming community in this province and about uh, what is needed for them? Well, certainly in, in the rural areas, I mean, infrastructure I mean, always is a problem, uh, just in terms of, say, maintaining ag societies and and actually, getting getting farmers to uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of gatherings of, of farmers certainly at this time of the year that are put on by you know chemical companies and you know other agribusiness um, affiliates mm-hmm. and um, providing you know farmers with information in regards to crops, you know, and, and, and all the fungicides and herbicides that go along with it. But uh, you don't hear anybody talking very much about uh, mental health farmers or. Uh, uh, you know, providing more funds actually can provide supports for one another, and I think that's what's missing in, in today's hmm. uh, agriculture environment. That's uh, that's interesting, you know, and and um, maybe you can expand on that just uh, uh, a little bit. Uh, the mental health side uh, of the business, I, I guess, dealing with all of the challenges that you're facing, yeah, it would take a toll. Certainly, I mean, uh, you know, miss a miss a miss a payment on the on the John Deere, and you'll you'll find out, you know, your stress level is certainly going to go up as you start getting demand letters and so forth for for bills to be paid and so forth. So it, uh, 
you know, it's uh, it, it's a difficult. And of course, another one uh, that's really quite important is, is it's very very dry across the prairies. Uh, you know, I have some friends in Nanton, Alberta, and they were saying that some of their old time ranches uh, aren't able to take their cattle up to to some of their very traditional pastures because there's no water. Wow. Hmm. You know, and that's just that's just south of Calgary. You know, and yeah. it's been you know it's been dry there and no snow cover and. Uh, you know, the prairies are a fragile environment, and, uh, you know, we learned that in the 30s, and um, we've got to certainly protect it because we don't want to see it happen again. Doug Scott joining me this afternoon. Doug, thank you so much for um, for your insight into this. Really appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. Oh, thanks. Really nice talking to you. That's Doug Scott, who is the Alberta Director and member of the National Executive for the National Farmers Union. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.